Cool wind ruffled Lyrak's flowing black hair as he examined the unfamiliar collection of buildings. Four days since the Battle of Nolt's Point, he thought. He had spent most of those days and nights on the Faceless One's altar, healing himself from dragon fire. He wondered what else he had missed. How do you like it? Dedrick's black eyes flashed with humor from his thickly bearded face. This is where I live now, Lyrak said, more as a statement than a question. It's huge. The Warlock Tower is what they're calling it, Dedrick reminded him. Lyrak studied the sprawling, walled-in compound. So, Gerontinus just gave this to me? You've got a dozen warlocks now and others who need beds. You've outgrown the palace's guest rooms, and you've earned it. I suspect you helped him decide. Dedrick tucked his thumbs into the black leather belt holding up his brown trousers. I might have given him a nudge. Lyrak nodded. He wasn't sure exactly how it all made him feel. His sense of satisfaction was at odds with an equal sense of obligation. He was certain that was King Gerontinus's intent, or Queen Rasona's. She was the crafty one, after all. Dedric's enigmatic eyes regarded Lyrak from under his broad-brimmed leather hat. Don't forget, you're a lord now. A lord. Lyrak's head spun. Suddenly he was royalty. He returned his gaze to the compound. The massive main building rose four stories, dominating the center of the compound. Three separate spires thrust into the sky from its roof, the central one over a hundred feet tall, with crenellated walls surrounding a central enclosure at the top. Only the royal tower of Hanor surpassed its height. Gray, ivy-covered stone gave an aura of age and dignity. Smaller buildings and towers crowded against the central main tower, most connected by covered walkways. A high wall surrounded the entire complex, with a gate leading to the street where Lyrak stood. Guardsmen stood at the gate in full uniform. Lyrak shook his head. Four days. He shivered at the memory of the Faceless One, that mysterious creature who manifested as an empty white robe but was feared by the seven themselves. A being with the power to unleash an army of world-destroying sentinels. On the Faceless One's altar, he had healed himself from dragon fire, burning it from his tissues using vast amounts of kanai, the source of warlock power. The altar changed me again. It always did. It would take time to learn the extent of those changes. He felt stronger and healthier than he could remember, as if tempered in some forge, like a sword, ready for battle. Mary, Dedrick, and his warlocks had returned to Hanor while he healed. They found the warlock tower waiting for them. Ready to go inside? Dedrick asked, between puffs on a newly lit pipe. Not quite, Lyrak replied. Give me a minute. Splitting his awareness into two equal parts, he examined the buildings in his spirit form from within the spirit realm of Tanka.
From there, he could inspect the entire complex from any perspective. He watched from high above as Melisende, Mary's huge red dragon, lumbered across the main building's wide, flat roof. His back ached with the memory of searing pain inflicted by Melisende's dragon fire at Nolt's point. His shoulders tensed. Mary, his beloved, was now linked mind to mind with Melisende since killing the dragon's previous rider. She unbuckled her dragon-riding harness, slid from Melisende's wing shoulder, and descended the stairs from the roof, quickly disappearing inside the main structure. Melisende looked after Mary for a moment, pulled a stream of kanai from the heavens for power, then leaped into the air with thunderous wing strokes. Two mounted Hanorian guards, resplendent in dazzling yellow and gray armor, raced down the street, skidding to a stop beside him. My lord, Lyrak, one gasped. Are we under attack? What should we do? Lyrak blinked. It was the first time he had been addressed as lord. That it had come from a city guard proved his new title had been communicated throughout Honoria's military forces. Durantinus was nothing if not thorough. No, it's all right. You can spread word that the dragon isn't attacking. Why was it here? the second guard asked. Will it come back? She will, Dedrick said. But you have nothing to fear. To Lyrak's surprise, both guards turned to him, even after Dedrick's words. They wanted to hear him speak. The realization humbled him. Dedrick is right, he said. There's nothing to fear. Please send my apologies to King Gerontinus. There was a short pause as the guards looked in turn at him, at Dedrick, then up into the sky, as if expecting an army of dragons to descend. As you say, sir. They pressed fists to their chest in salute, turned their horses, and trotted away. Lyrek watched them go, noting that Dedrick gazed at him with his usual cool appraisal. I'll have to figure out what to do about Melisende, he said to Dedrick. I think the city is just going to have to get used to her. Dedrick seemed amused by the prospect.